This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This is the Besotted Pride of West London podcast. Besotted in Qatar, and we're still here in Qatar, and I'm sitting here. Actually, you haven't heard from us for a couple of days, because what's happened is we do a little podcast, and then we go off and have lots of fun. And we're actually sitting here by the beach, it's by the sea, in a place called Lusail, which is pretty much at the northern tip of, uh, I think, of Qatar. It's about, it's about 20, about half an hour's drive from uh, from where we're staying at the moment, which is sort of nearer the centre. And we're here in a, it's a big fan park. They've got two screens here. They've got a beach. We've had a little uh, dip in the sea a little bit earlier. Um, they've got two beaches, one for people that have to pay and one for people that, poor people that don't have to pay like us. <laughs> so we went to the poor Pearson's beach and we complained. Um, and then we're, and we've just been watching, and it's been one of those days, this is what I love about the World Cup. When you go away to the World Cup, you've got no other, you've got nothing else to worry about really. You don't have to worry about the ironing or the washing or going down to Sainsbury's and getting shopping for the family and the kids or anything like that. You can be completely selfish and literally just turn up somewhere and watch football all day, every day. So we've sat in this fan park and we've watched three matches so far. We're sitting on these sort of, uh, it's not beanbags, it's sort of kind of sort of like Middle Eastern sort of rugs. They're kind of sort of like Middle Eastern sort of like flying carpet type things, you know. I'm not being stereotypical at all, but you know what I'm saying? I'm just if you go back to that kind of vibe. Uh, we've been sitting and everyone's sort of sitting around here. Um, you know, it's almost like a sitting fan park. Not much standing going on here. Everyone's sitting around. Um, you can hear the music in the background as the as the as the what's it, the Canada Games just finished now as well. So the DJs come on and uh, it's sort of a bit of chill out zone going on. But anyway, I'm just going to be casting my bone back to a couple of days ago because the last time you heard from us, we were going to go into the England game. We were feeling mighty confident after beating Iran six two, and uh, we thought, wow, win that game and we were already qualified. And what's your uncle? And uh, things didn't quite go according to plan. And uh, we went inside the stadium. You know, we left you. It took us three hours to get from town into the stadium. It was it was completely ridiculous. Like, you know, getting on the train, getting on the bus, queuing up, getting on the walking, walking for miles, getting in, the security getting in, you know. The organisation, and I've said this before, I'm just telling you as it is, it's, it's, it's not the best at all. And I know a lot of people are saying they've never done this before. It's not their fault, but it's a big, it's a big competition. And you need to just pull your socks out, you know. And you can't have sort of thousands of people kind of walking for miles and then standing for ages while you sort of sift people one by one through the gates, like, you know. But anyway, we'll come back to the England game. So the England game, USA nil, 
England nil. And uh, if anything, you know, England, maybe particularly in the first half, were lucky to, to not go away with losing that game. But, you know, they eked a draw out of that game, which has meant that they are pretty much almost guaranteed going into the next round. Big boos after the game inside the stadium from the England fans. They weren't happy at all. There was a lot of kind of, well, quite a lot of angriness, actually. Uh, I wasn't particularly angry because I'm just quite happy to, to have gone through because uh, I've seen England go out after four days in Brazil and I never want to see that happen again. So I was quite cool with what's went down there. But I know there's a lot of angriness there. And also back at home, people sort of like looking at Gareth Southgate and saying, is he the man for the job? Anyway, I'm sitting here in the chill-out zone on my rug with the blades I've got Mark Blade in the house Mark how you doing and Mark just to set the scene he came out a little bit later so he didn't make the Iran game he came straight out for the Wales game so he's been here a little bit less than me so he's not as tainted by Qatar life as myself how you doing Mark? yeah yeah I'm good cheers Bill and, and just talk to me about, you know, I mean, uh, first of all, let's just talk to us about your first few days. I mean, obviously, you had about a day or so beforehand, before you went into the England game. Just tell us about your initial thoughts. Don't know, where do you start? I mean, it's, it's a different World Cup, but at the same time, it's a good World Cup. Um, you know, what's not to like about coming over here, meeting people from all over the world, all the general parts that you expect from a World Cup and you love from a World Cup, they're still here. It's just a little bit harder to find. And it's, I think it's going to take a little bit more time to get into understanding where you need to go, how you need to connect with the other fans. But when you do, it's still great. And the weather here, here is lovely. The stuff that they've set up for us is nice. They've probably misjudged a few of the things around it in terms of getting in and out of places and in terms of getting crowds of people together properly. But when you get all the ingredients to make a World Cup good together, then you're still having a really good time. I mean, and, and, and just sort of just coming back to that point there, so you're, what you're saying is that, um, and this is what our thought is, was that it's been difficult. There hasn't been the same kind of uh, getting together as there has been of other World Cups. It's quite disparate. You know, finding things to do hasn't been, uh, hasn't been particularly easy and just finding groups of people together hasn't been easy and I think what they're trying to do is to drive them into the official zones like the official van zone and stuff like that which uh, to be quite honest with you it's a little bit corporate and not a lot of people necessarily want to be driven into fan zones so there's a lot of fans that are going onto individual bars which are hotel bars around the place which again for me is a little bit corporate as well but you don't have that individuality and it's been hard to just try and find things to do yeah, I mean, I think the thing is, they, I think they've, they've tried too hard in some ways. I mean, it's like this fan park that we're in at the moment. It's just too big. They've, they've kind of tried to go over the top with what they're trying to achieve. And instead of creating something that's got atmosphere, they've created something that's too big for its own good. And you look back at, like we were talking before, you look back at Rio... Rio, it's a massive city. They had one fan zone. It was on Copacabana Beach. Everyone knew where to go. If you didn't want to go in the camp fan zone... Then Easy to get to as well, wasn't it? Yeah, and everything spread from there. So you'd go down, you decide whether you wanted to be in the fan zone. If you didn't, there were loads of fans chilling out on the beach. It was easy to connect with people. And then from there, you spread out into different bars or little restaurants around the place. And everybody found each other and had a good time. But where we are now... It's almost like there's a mass... Well, it's a big city. It's a small country, but it's a big city. So you come out somewhere like we are today. Once you've been dropped off and you, you walk in, you're 10 miles from the rest of Doha 
and there's suddenly it's a big decision as to whether you really want to go somewhere else and try and find something else to do so they've they've kind of tried to stretch this thing across different parts of Doha and I think it was a mistake they needed to have one central zone make it really clear where they wanted all the fans to go and then everybody would have got themselves together and found it a lot simpler to have a good time but at the end of the day we're out we're having a nice time in nice weather lots of nice people around and it's a damn sight better than sitting at home in England watching the World Cup in the dark and the rain so you know what it's nice and we're all together and we're going to enjoy it and he's not rubbing it in actually he's just sort of stating a few facts there as well you know let's just go back to you know the match you came out for the the USA game um, you know, again, England versus USA. The last time we played them was in 2010 in Blue. Uh, no, it's in Rustenburg, actually. It was in Rustenburg. Uh, we didn't do particularly well there as well. I think Rob Green was in goal. I think there's a bit of a goalkeeping fluff, if I remember rightly, in that match. And I think that was a, that was a draw as well. Our first match in the, in the World Cup there. In fact, our first two games in that South Africa World Cup were draws before we actually eked to win in the last one and sort of snuck through at the last minute. But this game uh, was probably a slightly different game to that one. I mean, USA... Obviously, they, they needed to come out with all guns blazing on this one. And there's an argument to say that maybe we underestimated the USA a little bit. You know, they they came out with all guns blazing. There's an argument to say that they won the midfield battle. You know, Mason Bount, you know, there's a couple of players. They didn't have they didn't have the games that we expected them to. And uh, the USA, I mean, they had a massive chance in the first half. There's, a, there's an argument to say that they, uh, they, 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 they could have gone in the first half ahead and they could have possibly won that game if they did. Yeah, I've got to say, I mean, to be fair, end of the day, got me quite happy with the draw because it was the most we deserved. If anyone was going to come out of that game with a win, then you have to say USA probably just about edged it, although draw was probably the fair result overall. But you know what? A couple of days to sit back and sort of take it all in. And I'm kind of looking and thinking, we've, we, it's a sign of how far we've come, you know. We're unhappy at the fact that after two games of the World Cup, we've already qualified from the group. And maybe pretty much, yeah. Well, more or less, and and maybe as England fans, we need to stop and think that's not happened to us for quite a while. So it's quite nice to actually be in this position where it's been really comfortable. We started well. First game was so good that the second game where we've actually got a point and we've qualified, we're all disappointed in it. But you know what? What we're seeing in this World Cup is that we're underestimating a lot of these other sides around the world. As Belgium's found out, as poor Japan found out today when they've got a great win over Germany in the first game, they go and get done by Costa Rica in the second game. And it's, it's, we, we can't just assume that sides like USA are going to be teams that you can turn up against and just because you beat Iran, you're going to go and beat the USA as well. You've got to earn your right to get through to the next stage. At the end of the day, we're there. We've now got a game against Wales, which is more or less a case of where do we finish first or second and now we can go and start looking forward to the second round and hopefully the quarterfinals and hopefully the performances will be better after that so coming i mean coming back to the, the game itself i mean you know you go to the pr person you go to the tv person and you you give all the you know you give the lines you say you know, you know it's a game of two halves at the end of the day we didn't lose you know we're through to the next round and and you know and that satisfies the press and that satisfies the story. But, you know, Gareth Southgate now goes back in the dressing room and he sits with his coaches and he has to be a little bit more critical and truthful with themselves about that game. What exactly wasn't good about that game? What went wrong and, and what needs to be done better? That's a difficult question. I'm not sure I can answer it, to be honest. I mean, we just seem to lack a little bit of... We didn't have the dynamic passing, the dynamic play, the, the sense of urgency and 
a movement that we had in the first game. And I think the USA closed us down better. They made life a bit more difficult for us. And if anything, they they kind of put us under the kind of pressure at the start of that second half, particularly where they had five or six corners in a row, where it felt like they put us under the kind of pressure we were expecting us to be able to put them under. Um, it, it's hard to say when you when you stood at the game and you're kind of taking it all in. It's hard to see where we were losing the battles. It didn't feel like we were doing well in midfield. I'm not really quite sure why, to be honest. I mean, Bellingham was fantastic in the first game. We took him off yesterday or, or the day before, whenever it was. You know, maybe they, they did a job on him and we didn't know quite how to react when they closed down his effectiveness in the game. Um, but just all over the all over the pitch, you know, Kane looked tired. He didn't really get into it. On the wide areas, we didn't really have the impact. It was, it was just disappointing overall, wasn't it, as a performance? I mean, it's interesting. I mean, in the second half, you know, Jordan Henderson came on. There's a lot of people moaning about that. Substitutes, you know, they're expecting something that maybe a little bit more creative in midfield after... Um, uh, you know, after after you've taken some midfielders out out sorry out of the picture, I'm sorry, I'm watching in front of me. Somebody's doing some strange dancing. Actually, it's thrown me off completely. Actually, Mason Mount. Anyway, you know, and Jordan Henderson comes on, and a lot of people were saying, you know, well, that really sums things up um, for England, who could have gone gone to kill the game, but instead he's put Jordan Henderson on. Now, for me. And, um, you know, and if you want to check it out as well, I did an interview on the BBC. If you can check it out on my, my Instagram, Billy, Billy the B99, B-I-L-L-Y-T-H-E-B-E-E-9-9 as well. I did a little TV interview on the BBC News as well. And my view was, look, you know, first of all, you know, we need to make sure that we get out of this group. OK, and, and sometimes managers make decisions which aren't going to be crowd pleasers as well. And Gareth Southgate, yes, can, I think he, he is, you know, he, is a, he does play safe sometimes. But especially in the World Cup, sometimes you have to play safe to make sure you get out of the group. And for him, I think that he didn't want to lose the game. He certainly didn't want to lose the game. We were losing the midfield battle. And I think, if anything, he just thought, if I put Henderson inside here, he may give us a little bit more just in midfield, just to sort of steady the ship a little bit. And the thing is, that I, I think in the second half, the, the USA did not have nearly as big a grip on the on the game in the second half as they did on the first half and I think Jordan Henderson did a job and to say that but we quelled that we lessened their chance of scoring a goal we only need a point in this one we'll be happy with that and then we'll, we'll bring on Wales when it comes um, but interesting as well because Jordan Henderson is one of the old school as it is um, I suppose Maguire is Maguire seen as one of the old school I suppose he kind of is I know he's one of the favourites as well can you see sometimes why he might decide to choose the old school, the sort of old reliables, when you when you want to decide that you want to week out a result? Yeah, I mean, I suppose at the end of the day, there's a lot of a lot to be said for experience in these games, and and I think something that was noticeable was in the last ten or fifteen minutes. I'm not making excuses for us, but there wasn't a sense of urgency of oh, there's only fifteen minutes to go, we must get a goal here. There seemed to be a sense within the side of, you know what, maybe we wanted to win the game, but the most important thing is not to lose the game. And with 10, 15 minutes to go, we seemed like we were quite happy to take our time, take the result if nil-nil was what it was going to be. Personally, as a fan, I'd like to see us maybe bring Foden on for man. I'd like to see him bring Grealish on a little bit earlier because I thought he livened us up a little bit. But really, you know, at the end of the day, the management and the, the players, they maybe see it a different way. And they're content with the fact that, you know, priority one is to try and win the game, but almost as important as that is not to lose it. And bringing Henderson on, it did the job perfectly well, didn't it? And he's a quality player, you know, you can't argue with Henderson. He might not excite you in the way Grealish is going to excite you, but 
he does his job and he's always done well for England. He never lets us down. And maybe he's a safer bet than bringing Foden on to try and win the game. You bring Henderson on to make sure you don't lose him. And uh, what about the, the experience, the sort of the match day experience, or the, even the experience, you know, going up there on the metro, you know, getting on the bus, you know, I mean, just to let you know as well, we brought our, um, brought our B Together flag, we had Brentford flags out today, with Brentford in full effect, obviously we're wearing our England gear, also brought our B Together rainbow flag as well, in support of the LGBT cause as well, you know, not going out there to cause offence to, to the Qataris as well, we just were there to show our support as well, took a couple of photographs in the fan, um, in the in the bar beforehand, we were in the Radisson beforehand, which actually went down really well. A lot of fans supported us, and they tipped a hat and said, "Fair play, lads and lasses, for actually kind of do that." Just took the photograph. I must admit, though, when I got to the stadium as well, we got through security, and they asked me to take my flag out of my pocket, and they saw the rainbow flag. There was a lot of queries going around. I got queried about about ten different. Uh, um, and, and police officials as well and they got taken off me and they were measuring it up and everything like that and uh, they, were, they confiscated from me actually because it apparently had too many colours on it um, I, I mean, know what that all means but in the end uh, I managed to convince them that it was a bee Cameroon flag a Cameroony bee flag and so they gave it back to me so I had the flag inside inside the stadium anyway but I'm just wondering about you how is your experience how, how, are you, how are you feeling the tubes the metro vibe I mean it's all very clean and very sort of kind of clinical and it's right mad having sort of lots of fans on like every single train and tram that you get onto as well isn't it yeah I mean I, I, it's strange because ultimately they've chucked money at this and the stuff they've built the metro is great you can't really argue with it the buildings around this place are fantastic the beach areas look really nice there's a lot of good things about here I think maybe they just haven't thought certain things through from a fan, fan experience perspective so that stadium that we went to the other night the stadium itself, absolutely wonderful. You know, you really can't knock it. It's a, as great a football stadium as you're ever going to see, really. But getting there and getting out of there... Getting out actually wasn't as bad as getting there, was it? But the, the bus operation, they put dozens and dozens, hundreds of buses on. You're kind of wondering where they're getting all these buses from. So, you know, they've not. it's not like they haven't put the effort in. They've put in all the effort to get you the buses there. The buses were brand new, beautiful condition. You know, they've really gone to the trouble but then they couldn't get you off the motorway into the ground. And it's those little bits of experience that then mean you're rushing at the last minute to get into the ground, and you shouldn't have had that experience. And again, the flag thing, you just think they're, they're trying to stop a problem that doesn't need to be stopped. Fans are having a nice time, they're trying to make a bit of a gesture, have a photograph with a flag. Do they really need to come down on that? And they're not heavy-handed, they're very polite. You know, one thing I would say is that all the local people have been very nice. And even when we saw a policeman come up and speak to an England fan in the ground, he was the most polite and low-key policeman I think I've ever come across at a football game. So they're not doing anything kind of wrong, but sometimes they're a bit misjudged in what they're trying to take issue with. And I think the flag thing was an example of that. And, and there's almost this sense that they've got workers in there who've been told, you see one of those, you've got to do something about it. And I'm not convinced the people themselves are really that bothered to do something about it, but the, the scene has been set, there's been this whole controversy around it, and now it's become a bit of a, a point that maybe they could have just let go and everybody would have been a lot happier if they'd let it go. Yeah, yeah I mean, and the policeman did say to me, when I asked him, why, did, why are you taking it off me? He says... FIFA told me to and I said what FIFA told you to take my flag away tell, tell me why and he goes because it's got too many colours on it and, and I just kind of just sort of kind of went okay <laughs> you know, 
say, I said to her, so anyway, but anyway, should, should we move on? Listen, we got we got Reg in the house as well. And like I said to you, Reg's first game as well. And she's been there for a few days now. She's sort of taken to a couple of days. The first day she went to the Brazilian, uh, the post-Brazilian fan experience, which you talked about. I think you talked about that after the, after the well, before the, the Wales game. And then we went to the Wales game. And then we've had a couple of experiences. We went to the Mexico party as well. There's a Mexico party actually right next to here. They built this hotel next to us, which looks like a ship. It just looks like it just looks a boat. You know, we actually went to a shopping centre yesterday, which was the most ridiculously large shopping centre. We, we were there at half twelve at night. It finished. It closed at two o'clock in the morning. Like you know, what I'm saying. You know, it's it's one of those shopping centres where just like you know, the, the area we're in would like hold the whole of Brent Cross or like you know, or one of those massive shopping centres in London. And it was just like one small area. These massive, massive places. Um, it's all very, very, very very different and it's just very big and very bling and it's very money and uh, and and money does definitely talk out here and uh i, I suppose it's just one of those things where I know, I know a lot of my friends have said that they didn't feel it included so they haven't come out here because the world cup wasn't talking to them and i think the view that they thought is that they thought it's going to be far too expensive and they're not going to be afraid to come here the one thing I will say is that this, this this World Cup is actually probably quite affordable because once you get out here, the accommodation, if you've got an accommodation like us, it's 60 quid a night each, you know, um, to go and eat out. You know, we, we came back and we had a, what did we have again? We had a shawarma actually last night. We had a shawarma. I mean, I just had a, a little Thai thing as well the other day. We've had traditional food and you can eat for two, two pounds, three pounds, four pounds, five pounds, six pounds, you know, so you can eat fairly reasonably. The one thing that is expensive is, is beer. You know, it's seven pounds, eight pounds, nine pounds for a beer out here. So, but there's a lot of people that don't drink, or they can limit their drink, or they just don't have to drink. So, if you don't have that, that takes out a lot of your budget to get a t- taxi out here. Two quid, three quid, four quid to actually go quite quite a long way as well. I mean, we went really far today, and the taxi came in at about a tenner, I think it was. So that just kind of gives you an idea. So technically, it is actually. I think this would have been affordable to people, but they were put off knowing the fact that it possibly may not be affordable but also the messaging I don't think was strong enough with people I don't think that they gave the right message and especially and also the, some of the accommodation like I said to you the, the, the container that I stayed in at 150, 160 quid a night that was far too expensive we just went to just beside here are the tents that you've seen they've got a tent village and we actually went down there I've got actually I'll probably post that up on my Instagram tomorrow Billy the B99 as well because we did a little video thing where we posted up on there and literally it's just like a little Little these plastic tents, tiny little things, $150 a night, absolutely, that's a complete rip-off as well. You know, just things like that, that's not right. Um, that's not right that they shouldn't be doing that. They should be making those places more affordable for more fans to make the, 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 the World Cup even more diverse because I think that's when you get that elitism and the, the view that this World Cup is a bit more of an elitist World Cup for people that can afford it. But anyway, I've got Reg the Blade in the house. How you been enjoying your first few days in Qatar? Yeah, so I'm on day four now. We've been to four different areas on each of the days and... Yeah, I mean, architecturally, this place is incredible. If you love modern architecture and crazy buildings that you couldn't imagine could actually happen in real life, then come here. I mean, the vision of this city is, you know, wow. They've got a lot of money and they're spending it, basically. Uh, I still want to get under the veneer, though. I want to get into the culture of Qatar. I've spoke to probably one Qatarian since I've been here in four days because everyone who serves you and you meet through the hospitality, through the apartment, the different venues you go to, 
not one of them is Qatari. So I feel like I'm on a mission to meet a few more Qataris and find out what makes them tick. Uh, so that's kind of what I want to do while I'm here. I mean, as, as the guys have said, the ground was wild, somewhere else, absolutely spectacular. And actually probably worth the grief getting there and back in the main. Uh, bit disappointed with the result. I feel a bit gutted I missed that first game. I got to watch it in my lunch hour as well as still at work in England. But, you know, I'm here. I'm enjoying it. I've got high hopes for Tuesday night. If we get through, then that's that hurdle done. And in a way, I guess Gareth Southgate, he's looked around this place. There's loads of cruise ships. Maybe he's just steering our ship through to the next round and, and we'll take it from there. But, uh, yeah, I'm making the best of it. I'm curious. I'm having a good time. Don't like the fact it's 10 quid for a bottle of bud in this place we're in today, but I've had very few. And actually, you know, I'm happy to have a coffee and and just chill out, really. It's not it's not going to be one of them crazy World Cups where you get drunk. You kind of just need to accept that and just make the best of every day, really. I'm going to ask that question as well. Again, I mean, talking about sort of kind of the culture around football. I mean, I don't know if I... I think I might have mentioned this more in one of my TV interviews. I did. Like I said to you, go and check out Vince, my Instagram, Billy the B99. And I've got, like I said, the BBC interview that I did a couple of days ago up there. And I was trying to explain how there are lots of kind of um, areas where... Because basically, you can't find a centralised area where everyone goes. You know, if you go to, you know, the Portugal Euros, everyone's in the square or in the Barrios Altos or in the um, the Dokash, you know, by the water. So those are like the three main areas where people go to. And if you go there, you can hang out and you can get a real vibe, you know, and there's little bars in the street. You can just find whatever you want to do, food places, and that's kind of what people did. Here, you haven't got that um, because what you, what you have got is that it's very controlling. Um, and again, I'm not saying this in a disrespectful way. That's just the way that it is. They've got this higher card where it's almost like a sort of passport thing that you have to get when you come in the country. And you, you're meant to show it everywhere. You go inside a bar, they scan it, they take photographs of it. They kind of almost like know where you're going everywhere. So it's quite controlling what they do it. They've also controlled it to make sure that, you know, the fans are going to be either in this fan park here or Albayat or the other Al- Albida fan park, which is in the centre of town. And, you know, maybe two or three places where they're saying, don't you worry, you'll go and enjoy yourselves there. But that's not how the World Cup really works. So what a lot of fans have done, and this, like I said to you, what makes me laugh, when I've all of a sudden, I've gone to, we've gone, where do we go? Somebody goes, oh, let's go to the some Irish bar at the top of some hotel. We couldn't find it. We've opened the door into this bar and there's like 700 Mexicans in this tiny little bar going absolutely bonkers. So everyone's finding their own little zone that they're feeling like, you know, makes them feel a little bit more at home. And yes, they may be hotel bars, but that is actually kind of working for them. Like, you know, and that's the thing that, that the thing that is, I think is most World Cup for me. I mean, I know that you, Blazer, you haven't actually seen that quite as yet because we've actually come to more of these places here, the outdoor places where we get a little bit of an outdoor sun and getting a little different vibe. And we might do that maybe tomorrow or the day afterwards, actually, you know, before the England game, we actually kind of sort of kind of Cotch up there, you know. It's going to be quite strange because obviously a lot of teams are going to be on their way, on the way home by the time you know we play the third matches, you know. But you know, just coming back to you know, just coming back to the vibe of of this World Cup um, and trying to find a, you know, you're saying that you know you, you were talking about how it's you're just still trying to find the soul of of of, of Qatar uh, and you're and also trying to find the soul of the World Cup. Do you think? Because drinking culture, like I said to you, is very, very, I think, important around football. I, I mean, I knew that anyway. But coming here, 
I realised, like I said to you, it's not only us. It's everybody, you know, the Mexicans, absolutely going to the bar, loads of them drinking, Argentinians, you know, the, the, the Danish, the Croatians, everybody, they're inside a bar, they're having a drink. It might not be 50 drinks, it might be two or three, but that's how they watch their football. And you remove that from football, you remove quite a big part of kind of what football's about. It doesn't mean that people are going to go smash the place up. It just means that people, it's how they kind of socialise in and around football. And if you remove that, they're almost like thinking, where do we go now? Going to these corporate zones doesn't really work as well. It really doesn't. Now, I'm just wondering as well, the England fans were saying to me, the atmosphere isn't as good, right, in the England end. Like, I, I, quite a few England fans said that to me. Do you think it's because they don't have as much drink before the match? And, and I, I'm, I'm just, it's a straight up question. Do you think so? I don't know. I saw England fans drinking plenty in the Radisson before the previous game. Uh, I just think maybe just a bit moody because they don't really like the way it operates out here. We had to travel a long way to the ground. It took nearly three hours. It was a little bit frustrating. I think, I, I, I don't know. I can't explain it. It, it just but, felt flat. It but, felt flat at the United, the United States game. But surely, again, I mean, again, I'm not... It, it's, what's interesting is that I, I don't drink in the ground in England at all. No, and I you don't. know you know that as well. You know, you take to Wembley and you've bought me a beer and I'm like, oh, well, what's this? Because I'm not used to doing I'm not used to doing that because I, I think functional drinking, when you go to a football game and then they put you behind a stand and you've got to goggle a drink in 10 minutes before the game kicks off again because you're not allowed to bring it to a seat. It's not really sociable. I like sociable drinking. So, But I do drink when I come to World Cups in the ground because you can get a drink you know before the game that you bring to your seat and then you have that you watch the game while you have a drink you don't have to you know you don't have to have loads you just have a drink during the game then at half time you go down there you get a second bite you wash it you drink it during the game again and I like that and it's kind of just kind of creates a little bit of a vibe and people do actually get to the stadium early and they hang out they have a drink they chat to each other now I know that they had the ban about two or three days beforehand which stopped that now that's kind of for a start it seems to have stopped people coming down to the games earlier because people are going we're not going to get to the stadium until the very last minute because there's no point because there's nothing really to do there as such I mean I know there's some people that like to get there three hours before but in general people are getting there later they're they're doing their socialising in town and then they're getting the coaches out there and then when they get down there like I said to you it hasn't kind of um, you know this thing but it hasn't hasn't just they can't quite get on the same vibe as they would do because you're not feeling that vibe. Yeah, they, they definitely didn't seem very happy. I'll put it like that. You know, there was there was a bit of singing. Obviously, you've got the band there as usual. and But it didn't seem as happy as it normally would, I guess. You know, but we'll see what the Wales game brings. I mean, you know, it's not over yet, is it? We've got that third game to go and we'll see. I mean, I'm hearing that a lot of fans have actually gone out to like Tenerife to go in the sunshine and watch the World Cup from there so I don't know I wonder if they're having a good time who knows but we're, I'm having a great time personally I've just had a game of football with a bunch of kids at half time for the previous game and it was a laugh we had Argentinian we had Spanish we had Jordan we had French and obviously the Blades you know, we won, of course, but, you know. But, no, it was great. The kids absolutely loved it. In fact, they all wanted to come back at full-time for another game, but parents have dragged them home because it's getting a bit late over here. Yeah. So that's the sort of thing I love about the World Cup, that spontaneity. And I think that's what's been a bit hard up to now, but I'm determined to find it. I'm determined to make it happen because I think this is what makes your holiday as well, them mad little things that you do that are just fun and a laugh and with people from all over the world. 
and a chance to just hang out. And, and talking about other fans, I mean, like, you know, we, we kind of, even though we can get a, an Uber or a, a taxi or whatever we're going to call her, the other one, that Kareem, isn't it? Kareem as well, which we call, and we can get the cab and it picks you up and then it can take you wherever you're going. We actually sort of prefer the opportunity of taking the taxi, dropping us to the station so we can get on the train because you sort of kind of see all sorts of characters, like I'm saying. So you've been talking to, and everyone from the world is around in, in, in Doha. It's funny. So you get on a train and you've got people literally from all over the world, from India, Pakistan, you know, Saudi Arabia, Australia, you know, Japan, and they're literally all on the same train carriage. It's absolutely bonkers. You've spoken to a lot of people from different places, haven't you? Uh, just yeah. who, who have you been speaking to? Oh, God. I mean, I'm loving the Saudi fans. They're just so lovely. What beautiful people. And just so happy and bouncing around the tube with their drums, singing their songs, and, and people joining in and can't understand what they're singing about, but you're clapping and singing with them all the same, you know. It's just great. It's absolutely wonderful. And loads of people have spoken to us on the tubes. It's Actually, that might be where the World Cup's at this time. Maybe it's on the tube and maybe I've found it. <laughs> but everyone is so, so friendly and it really restores your faith in human beings. I think us Brits need kind of cheering up right now after the state of our country. So it's quite nice just come and put a smile on and have some warm, friendly conversations with people. So, yeah. And, and, and just, I mean, just coming back to it, and like I said to you, people are asking, you know, and I'm giving the opinion, and I'm, you know, lucky enough to have a podcast to put things out there to give, you know, give a personal opinion on certain things, and I'm just giving my view. And as I know, I've, I've not come out here to be critical on anything, you know. Um, a lot of people have been very critical about the World Cup giving given to Qatar. I've already stated my point of view that I wasn't, you know, particularly happy with Qatar getting the World Cup, you know. But you know, if it was, you know. Australia, whoever like that, who got it in a similar way, I'll be equally as unhappy as them getting it. But now the fact that they've got it, I've come out here to see, okay, let us show you what you can do. Because it's, it's happening. It's not going to go away, you know. Um, and also there are things that are happening in this country, you know, which people all know about. Will the, what is going to be the legacy of this World Cup afterwards? Would us fans being here uh, and, and the, the spotlight being on this country and certain things being said and certain things being done... Um, change things in the future in Qatar not saying we'll change things massively all in one go but will that also just twig somebody in somebody's head to say actually to be quite honest with you you know we, we you know we, 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 moving on forward we may need to do this or we may need to do that there's a very good interesting conversation with a Saudi guy or an English guy who lived in Saudi Arabia on the last podcast episode 2 as well you know go and check that out you know where he's saying how Saudi not Saudi well he lives in Saudi but he's saying like Qatar's only been going for nine 90 years he said that this country was literally you know tents and a desert sort of 90 years ago so they've actually you know got oil money before you know it in a very short space of time they've got to this okay so you know it's not necessarily very refined the way they've got here they've got from 0 to 60 very very quickly so he believes that they are changing but you know it's almost like <laughs> the time period is very small compared to the rest of the world and he believes it's going to happen um, and maybe an, 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 an incident like this, maybe something like the World Cup, will make certain things accelerate, maybe even a little bit faster. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's very easy for us to sit there and criticise other cultures and other nations. And yeah, there are some untoward things going on. But hey, Britain hasn't exactly got a shiny pass to uh, 
what's lyrical about, has it? And Britain's learnt a lot of lessons, even in the last 50, 60 years, you know? And, you know, we still don't have full equality yet, so let's not sit too high up on our perch and judge. Uh, let's give them a chance, you know? Let's see what their response is to this, how they react to it, what, what changes the result. I don't know the answer to that, but I'd like to think that they come out and they mix with us more and we get to meet them more and we talk to them and we have conversations and we just increase understanding and, you know, and tolerance between the nations because, you know, I'm sure, you know, they're lovely people. But I just want to meet more of them and find that out for myself. I don't want to read it in the media and believe what the media says because, let's face it, then, then... Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, Tell them, honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Never right. That's right, never right. So listen, listen, the Germany are going to be playing Spain in a bit, but I'm going to go for a little walk and talk, as I like to do, and I'm going to chat to some fans in the little fan zone area here now to see what people have to say, where they come from, what they're doing, and what their vibe is. So, uh... Yes, I'll be back in a second. So here we are in the fan zone here as well. Like I said to you, people from all over the world. And I'm listen, being a Brentford fan as well, of course, I had to come up and talk to somebody from Senegal. Senegal, you know what I'm saying? So the Senegal posse in the house, Brian Mbumo, big, big, big player. Who's made, he's made his debut for Senegal, first game in the World Cup as well, which is good. And I know you've come over. So you've come over, have you come all the way over from Senegal yes, for this? Yes, yes, already. Yes, I'm uh, very happy to be here to see uh, many people all over the world to talk about uh, football, our passion. And uh, it's, I'm very happy to be here. I mean, this is wicked. I mean, I mean, against Senegal, um, big team. I mean, I saw Senegal play, I'm pretty sure, in the 19, uh, the, in, in the World Cup, two, uh, Japan 2002. Yes. I think Senegal played uh, Ireland as well. Yes, yes, and I was at that game Pol- as well. Yes, we are very proud of our team. They do their best and we are behind them for the next game. And inshallah, they will win. That's right. I mean, so, so just tell me a bit about Senegal. I mean, obviously, the African teams, you know, there's, a, there's certain powerhouses in Africa. You've got your Ghana. You know, you had Nigeria who've dipped off now a little bit, like, you know. And then you've got your North African teams, like, you know, Morocco, who did very well today as well. North African How is Senegal, how is Senegal sitting as, as opposed in, in, in the African teams? How well are, are they doing? So, I think that uh, Senegal is a very big team. We are champions of Africa. So we should to be proud of this title and not to be afraid about any team and uh, do our best to win the next game. And, and, and tell us what are the players that we should be looking out for? Uh, Iliman Ndiaye is a very young player but very good player. He has a good and big potential and uh, we hope 
that he will be titular at uh, the next game, inshallah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he's a big player, Melio. Now, who else? And, and, and any other players that we should be looking out for other than Brian and Boomer, of course? Oh, <laughs> yes, of course. And uh, Ghana Gay. Actually, no. Boomer, what am I talking about? Boomer is at Cameroon. Cameroon, Cameroon. He's Cameroon. We also, oh, no, we also go to the match uh, t- uh, tomorrow. To see Cameroon uh, against Serbia. That's why I was confused because you were going to the same game as me. You were going to the Cameroon game and I said Brian and Bumo. Because we are supporting all the country uh, from Africa. Also, we are very proud and very happy for the victory of Morocco uh, this afternoon. And uh, I uh, swear them the best. Yeah, you wish them all the best, and, and and I'm just wondering, just I mean, how how long how long have you been here, and how long are you staying? Takriban uh, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. And where are you staying? Uh, here in the Qatafan Island. In the tents over here. Are you staying in the, How tell us how are the tents? Because I've seen the tents today. Uh, very not comfortable at all. Only for sleeping, and yeah. very expensive. Yes, it's, that's the the bad thing in the. In the cup, uh, in the World Cup, yeah. the um, how we say uh, it's very expensive. It is, it's, it's too expensive. It's, 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 it's too expensive, and the the place to to sleep not comfortable. Okay, so and it's and and that's interesting because like I said to you, we went to have a look at those tents because we went down in the shipping containers, which was down in the other way as well which was probably a little bit more comfortable and at least you could lock the door and you had your own private bathroom but that was quite expensive as well you know and and I think that and we were talking about this and listen up listen not a moment but you've come to see your team and you know you, you're not you know you're not the richest person in the world we're not I'm not the richest person most of the people are not you still come out here to support your team and and we think that for, 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 for them to have made something like that if they'd made it and it was cheaper, if that, that tent is probably about thirty dollars, not hundred. If it's thirty dollars, you would say, okay, fair enough, I'll pay thirty dollars. But hundred fifty dollars a night for those tents is, is, is not good. Very expensive. But uh, in general, Qatar has uh, made a good uh, organization for the, this mondial. Many bus are available to go to start and free. The transport are free also. We can uh, go by metro, by bus, and uh, that's good, that's good. Yeah, that's good. And so, listen, I'm going to ask a question then. Senegal, Mondial, how far are you going to go? <laughs> Inshallah, we will win. We will win. <laughs> Inshallah, we will that's win. Right. Of course, that's always the always going to be the question that's going to always be the answer we will win and that's what i love about the world cup no matter what team who you see never mind if it's morocco japan um whoever it may be there will always win i know your friend here as well what do you think the france the french cup i was born in france i i support senegal team and also uh, the france because i was born in france you're french as well Yes. So you, so you, you can't lose then because you, you know, if <laughs> I'm saying you can't lose if if Senegal go out, then then you got France. So it's a, it's a win-win for you, isn't it? Yes, of course. But <coughs> do you remember the the match France Senegal in 2002? Oh yes, yeah, yes, yeah. of course. First game. Yes, <laughs> yes, of course. We win for Senegal. We lost for the France. But it's the same, you know. Yes. I Frenchman. I a Senegal man. Yeah. It's the Senegal team win. I'm very happy. And if the French team win, I'm very happy also. Yeah. And this is, and is this your first World Cup? 
Yes, it's the first uh, World Cup for me, but for my brother, it's the second World Cup. Yes, second. Which, was, which, which was the one before? Uh, the, in 2018. Oh, in Russia. In Russia yeah. How did you find Russia? For me, I, I, I had a lot of fun in Russia. Good, 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 good. The organization was good also. And uh, the hotel was cheaper. It's much cheaper, isn't it? <laughs> much cheaper. And there's more people in the streets and just, you know, you can find more people converging and, and just yes. a lot more things that are happening in and around everywhere you were. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I, uh, and the fan zones was busy as well. Yes, I remember in 2018 it was very beautiful. Many people all over Russia. It was uh, amazing, very amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so listen... Senegal, and I've got it all wrong, Cameroon, Senegal. Of course, I'm not going to mix them up, you know what I'm saying? But Senegal, good luck for this World Cup. Good luck for England too. Thank you very much. And then hopefully, I will catch up with you in the, in the knockout stages sometime. Okay, no problem. No problem. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Okay, we've got a Qatari in the house. Well, actually, no, we don't. We've got a, Leban- a Lebanese. A, are you Lebanese? Lebanese in the house, living in Qatar. Supporting Germany, so we got a kind of a whole combination going here. You got your little shisha, got your little shisha going as well, which is all good. Tell you something, I've been to. What's your Betula. name? What's your name? What's your name? Betula. Betula. Hi, I'm Billy as well. And listen, I've been to Lebanon as well. I've been to Lebanon. I've flown into Lebanon. I had a wicked time. I went to the Sky Bar in Lebanon. You know the Sky Bar? Of course. The Sky yeah. Bar. That's an incredible bar, which is this bar. It's the best, it's the best, the best bar in Lebanon. Yeah. yeah. I, had, I had one of my artists perform there, actually. Jay Shawnee performed there. And we went there and we said to them, OK, where's the stage? And they said, there is no stage. You just perform on the bar. You just form on the bar, and I'm just like, wow. And this bar, this bar is like overlooking, like is on the, overlooking the sea on the rock, and it's got no roof or anything like that. And it was absolutely amazing. And we were there dancing, and we were dancing away till three or four, and everyone was going crazy in this bar yeah, in Lebanon for the nightlife. It, it's, honestly, if you go to Le- Beirut, it's unbelievable. And then somebody said to me something which was really kind of like threw me a little bit. He goes, "So, does Lebanon?" Give, is, are you, is your views changed of Lebanon that when you thought when you before you came here? And I said, well, no. I mean, I had a very open mind when I came here. And he goes, have a look around. Every, what's everyone doing? I said, everyone's really partying. They're going really crazy. He goes, yes. It's amazing how people go crazy when they when there's the fear of bombs dropping on them. Yeah. Is what he said. We, we love life. That's our best thing known about us. We really love life. Yeah, and, and I know that. But th- that when he said that to me, I was a little bit like, whoa, like you know. But is, is that really how you how you think? Of, yeah, of course. We are very positive people, even when uh, when we have the, the the hardest things happening. We keep on laughing. And, and Beirut, I mean, I'm flying back via Beirut, so I'm going to be spending a little bit of time on my road to Beirut and then coming back again as well. Tell me a little bit about your, about your city. About Lebanon? Yeah. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I haven't been there for two years now after the, the port um, explosion, but uh, Lebanon is always in my heart. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and but of course before I used to go always, and it's uh, amazing. People are friendly. You know, we have around 10 million Lebanese around the world, so we are open to other cultures. Yes, and I'm here now today for. Uh, I want to see Germany winning. I hope so. I've been supporting them since I was four years. Imagine, and I waited to uh, here in Qatar just to to see this World Cup one day live. <laughs> okay, see, and this is the thing. I mean, the, the, obviously, the World Cup being in Qatar 
has brought the World Cup to you, which maybe it may not have done if it was somewhere else in South Africa or Japan. So this is probably a benefit of the World Cup being in the Middle East because it's, uh, it's brought the World Cup to people in the Middle East, which is something that they've never had before. Yes, and thanks for Qatar for this, for bringing this to the Arab world, to the Middle East. They really did a lot of effort to, to do this successful event. We are proud of Qatar. I'm a proud resident here for 11 years now. And uh, I wish that today Germany will win. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you've, you've moved to Qatar from Lebanon. And, and I mean, what do you, if you don't mind me asking, what do you do? Well, I work in uh, exhibition and conference management at Next Fairs. Yeah. We have different shows. Okay, okay. And the thing that we've noticed is that, I mean, we've come over here. And again, you teach me because we're just learning and I'm just sort of seeing... Um, there's a lot of people everybody that we've met is, is not from Qatar I mean yes. everybody that works everybody that we've touched and worked and spoken to from the taxi drivers to the shopkeepers to the people cleaning to the people the security guards to everywhere in the fan zones and everywhere just shop every single person as is, they've told her from Kenya and from Italy and from just from all over the world and they seem to obviously there's a big immigration issue where they have people coming in to work in various industries in this country as well I mean tell again this is you teach people at home just tell them how, how this work, how this goes Imagine uh, there are only around 300,000 Qataris in this country that is hosting more than 2 million residents so the expats are more than the locals and we all feel home, we all love this country because of the, the security we feel and it's uh, and all the, everything that is here is really good. Like I told you, I've been here for 11 years. Trust me, the women here are, are very well protected. We have a, a, a lot of rights. It's not as the media are talking. Um, and uh, yeah, we have. It's, this country is hosting maybe more than eighty different uh, countries and nationalities working here. So, so I mean, gets you, I'm going to ask you, and I'm not being. Excuse me if it sounds like I'm being really stupid by asking these questions, but I'm only asking them because I don't know the answer. So, what do the Qataris do in this country? Because they're, they're not doing the, they're not doing the jobs that I that I've oh, the girls are all dancing around me and this is really quite really quite good actually um, but, but um, what do they Qataris what do they do uh, you know well Qataris uh, what do they work you mean yeah well they work uh, in different industries uh, of course most majority of them are, are businessmen they have their own business but a lot of them also work in government and uh, and a lot of them are uh, very high educated uh, they uh, so yeah they they are contributing a lot to the expansion of this country and the development they are investing they love their country and uh, all of this development you are seeing is because of this uh, these people their dream they want to achieve something and they're doing doing it very fast yeah i'm going to ask a question again and, and forgive me because i'm only asking the question because it's a question that's been asked all around i mean um, qatar obviously come under a lot of spotlight 
because of uh, you know because of the building of the stadium then they're saying that a number of workers died because of the building of the stadium and, that, and that's what they're saying about the some of the human rights issues which have probably been ignored maybe within the country um, Qatar d- denies the fact that says that it's been exaggerated a lot by the yeah. media I'm just wondering and I'm not trying to kind of you know I'm not being trying to be negative and I'm not trying to be negative but it would be nice to just know what the perspective is for somebody that lives here about that but also to my point is I'm just saying that listen sometimes you're lying um, countries you know this country is obviously expanding very quickly you know it's gone from nowhere to somewhere very very quickly how do you think that maybe things may change within the next five years because that's quite important there's two questions here Okay, so as I told you, I've been here for around 11 years. Every year they're changing some rules. They are uh, updating and developing to reach to the very international standards. And uh, for regarding, yes, those labors, the number were very exaggerated. Because here, trust me, if any incident, simple incident happened at work, they will do a lot of investigation and they will stop everyone around. And uh, so we are not used to hear this kind of story. What I know is that only three laborers had this incident and because of these uh, laborers, unfortunately, who died, they changed also uh, more, they added more uh, restricting rules to avoid this. Anyone uh, can do mistakes, especially when you are trying to develop the process of uh, of, of the work and the, the country and uh, they are moving uh, f- forward so fast and as I told you, on a yearly basis, they are making their uh, rule uh, better and more more uh, be, yani, be, better environment for uh, working force and, uh, and everything okay and I'm just going to find because I know the game's starting in a minute thank you very much for answering those questions I know like I said to you I, and I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not being disrespectful I was just trying to find that information for you back to the Germany game now now the yeah. Germany game is now it's the, the this is listen. This is a big game for Germany because you you lost they that never first game lost before the quarterfinal or mid or semifinal. So please oh, don't well, do no. it today. No, the last World Cup actually they went out straight away in Russia. Don't forget. Remember they 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 gonna. Oh oh sorry yeah so yeah, there's oh yeah there's all sorts of squeezing up going on but 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 however the game is now starting now. I'm going to ask you Germany versus Spain big game score prediction. I think 2-1. Two, 2-1. Two. One. To who? To Germany. 2-1 to Germany. Listen, enjoy the game. Enjoy your shisha. Thank you very much. Enjoy going back to Lebanon when you go back there. Okay, take care. So we're here, here watching the Spain versus Germany game. I'm here with some Japanese friends who are, they've been here for the first two games. They're going off to Egypt in a, well, tonight in about three or four hours, about four in the morning. And then they're going to come back for the final game. But we're watching that and uh, I know that Germany went 1-0 up and that wasn't good for you. Are you, are you very nervous watching this game? Yes, yes, of course. Yeah. Because uh, the, if the Germany uh, win this game, so we have no chance, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, but now the Spain... Uh, gets the one goal, yeah. so we are very happy. Yeah, you, I mean, no notice. I've seen you shouting, you screaming, <laughs> you putting your hand over your eyes and everything like this, you know. And still, there's what there's more to, uh, 50, so there's still a long time, there's like 25 minutes to go, so things are looking not too bad. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I hope so. Just the Spain, the win, yeah, yeah. maybe 3 0 or 4 0, yeah. But it's got to be zero because Germany have a goal already. Germany, no, no, no goal, uh, yeah, getting better, the Spain. Spain's, Spain's uh, is getting better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's 1-1 it's one, one at the moment now. So you're hoping for 3-1 or maybe a 2-1? Oh, no. Anything? 2-0? Yeah, maybe. 
Spain 2-0. Oh yeah, of course. Oh yes, I've lost it because obviously the Germany goal was ruled no, no, out. No, offside. That's it was offside. offside. Yeah, I'm sitting here watching it. I'll tell you something. I'm, we're not even drinking in here because it's so expensive. <laughs> like you know, and it's one nil to Spain. So I noticed you got very excited oh, when they. So yeah, this is mad. So you're very very happy now. Yeah. Yeah. And Germany on the way out. Maybe. Germany could be on the way out of the competition yeah. for the second time in a row because Russia then went out straight away, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe first Spain, second yeah, Japan. Yeah. So yeah. listen, I mean, I, I, as I told you earlier, I love Japan. I've, I've watched, I've been to Japan many times. I've been to Oara Reds. I've been to, I've seen, uh, I've, I've seen all teams play. Lots of different teams play out in Japan. I was there for the Japan World Cup. I think you're crazy. I've, I've even seen, um, I've, I've even seen. Um, Oh, I can't even remember. I'll come back to it actually <laughs> as well. But I've seen very many teams, Division Two teams, Division One teams play. I've seen the Samba. What's the Samba team again? The Samba, the, the Samba team. Um, um, Yusha, um, um, yeah, yeah, uh, Antlers, the Yashima Antlers, Kashima, Kashima Antlers as well. I've seen them with the, Zam- the Samba drums. Yeah, when they have because they're Brazilian Samba because they have many Brazilian fans and. The, the before the customer's uh, coach was a uh, Zico. That's right. They're from Brazil. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's why. Right. So, yeah. so I see them. They they have the drumming at the game. Uh-huh. They have the dancing. They have the singing. Steve Perriman used to manage them as well, but very long ago he used to be a Brentford manager as well. So I know a lot about Japanese football as well, which is all good. You know, you are a Reds. I've seen them play as well. I'm not so sure about you are a Reds, like you know, <laughs> which is all good, but. I'm going to leave you to watch this game because I know this is very, very um, nervous for you. And we'll come back after the final whistle and see if you're still happy, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they changed three. Yeah. yeah. Germany will change three yeah. players. Okay, so we'll come back at the final whistle to see if you're still smiling. Okay, yeah. Okay. Still now, yeah. So, end of the match, 1-0. Germany, Spain, 1-1. We are the Japanese. The result didn't quite go to plan for you, did it? No, so it's not. I mean, still, I mean, yeah, still, still, it's still, could be, it's still a little chance for Japan, you know, you know. But it's just, it's just a very, very unlucky. I mean, now, I mean, like I said to you, obviously you're going to Egypt now, so you're going to enjoy the Egypt trip. Yeah. And then, <laughs> you're going to go to no, I go back to Malaysia. Oh, you going back? I live well. in Malaysia. Oh, you live where? Uh, Malaysia. Valencia? Yeah. Oh, wow. So you live in Spain? Pool. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. So that's, that's, that's quite bad. So listen, enjoy. Listen, in, listen, all you guys, look, enjoy yourself. Look, it happened. Wait, 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 but you, Valencia, whereabouts are you in Japan? Where are you from? Eh? Where are you from in Japan? Tokyo. Are you from Tokyo as well? Listen, listen. Enjoy your World Cup and yourself. You're going off to Egypt, yeah? Egypt, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So enjoy yourselves in Egypt. Do you enjoy yourself here so far, though, yeah? Yes. It's been good? Yeah. Good, good World Cup. You never know, a last minute surprise may come for Japan, you know, maybe, fingers crossed, <laughs> fingers crossed, okay, enjoy your trip, take care. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Listen, we got the boys here, we got the Senegal, we got the Gambia in the house, Senegal, they're very happy they're in the World Cup, Gambia, next time they will be in the World Cup, yeah. they will be here. And listen, you boys, I know that you live, you are from Africa, yeah. but you now work over here now, and you've been watching the World Cup. Have you enjoyed the World Cup? Yeah, we are enjoying the World Cup. Yeah. We are enjoying it very much. Yeah, I mean, I mean, other than England, what other teams have you been very happy with? 
England, Spain, Spain. in Senegal. Also, yeah. they play nice, wonderful game. Oh, Senegal? Yes, last yeah. game, they play wonderful. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they you... come, first half, they come and win one not second half, come at another two goals, three. Three one. That's right. Three one. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's all on the last game. Do you think Senegal will go through to the next round? Senegal will go next round, yeah. round of sixteen. Inshallah, yeah. they will win. Ecuador, inshallah, yeah. they so, will win. That's right. So listen, you boys, I've seen you, and you're working. You come out here, but you're working out here, yeah. um, in 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 Qatar. I mean, how how are you enjoying it? How is it for you? But Qatar here, the working. The time is long. It's very long. You work long hours. Yes. What do you do? Me, I'm using. I'm working bad days, workers. You work working where? Bad day. The bad day. Yeah. What is the bad day? Daily work. Okay. Daily work. Yeah. Like like doing what? Building work or? Construction. Construction. Yeah, yeah construction. And um, what are you constructing? What What are you building? We are building housing. Housing, we use sometimes we go another form a road. Yeah. yeah. And, and how, in, many, how many hours? Sometimes we work seven hours, 12 hours, 10 hours. Not depend. Yeah. Sometimes the Bengali use you. The work is seven hours. They, they use you the overtime and pay only the seven hours. The overtime you will not see them. You don't see And how much do you, I mean, how much do you get paid if you don't mind me asking? Uh, sometimes you get 90 real. 90 real. What's 90 real? Is, is again, about is, 20 pounds. So 20 pounds. Well, for a day? For one day? For only one day. So you get 20 pounds for one day and yeah. working for nine hours? Yeah. Okay. And, and, and I, I, again, I'm just asking, if you don't mind me asking the question, is it is it too much? Or is it, or, you know, is the, is the work hard? Is it, you know, are they, do they treat you well? You see what? Do, uh, do they treat you? I mean, uh, your 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 boss? Do, do they treat you well? Or is it? Is he working you too hard? Do you find it difficult? But the work is difficult. Sometimes you have a very simple work. Sometimes you have very hard work. They used to yalla 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 anytime. You know this not only yalla yalla anytime yalla 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 yalla. Okay, I'm going to ask again. I'm just asking because we, I'm not from here, and it's the question. You you come over to here to work? Is it to yes. find work? Yeah. Is it because it's more work in Qatar than there are in back in Gambia? Is that why? Yes, Qatar is more half work in Gambia. Gambia, no work. Only go and and fo- play football, watch football. Yeah, it's like that. Our country, so, no money there, no work. That's why we come Qatar. We want to make it, but you see, you see, this life is not easy. It's not easy. Yeah. Um, do you send money back to your family as well from here? Is that what you do? Yes. If, if you can. Yes. Every month I used to try and send. Every if I have some money, I used to send. But since World Cup start now, three three weeks, four weeks, I don't get work. Oh really? What's that? Yeah, I don't get work. Why? Why is there no work? Ah, do all the work is stopped. finished? Stop. Yeah, they stop. Oh, so the, all the work was for the World Cup. Yes. And now the World Cup's come. Yes. Then there's no work for anybody. Yeah, so, no. Pro- I see. After World Cup, maybe work half. 
after World Cup, inshallah. We, we expect um, more work, more work to come. And, and does that, so will you, I mean, does that mean, will you stay, go back to Ghana, or will you stay, or, or will you, Gambia, or will you go somewhere else? No, I will stay. I will stay here. When I see another chance, I will try and go. So it's about taking an opportunity, is Yes, it? yes. If I have another opportunity to go. If I not have another opportunity, I will stay and look for... Anytime I will get, I will move, inshallah. Okay, but you would not go to another country or... If uh, I have another country, I will go. But there's nowhere else to go? Now, I don't see any country. How can I go? I don't have money to go. Yeah. I will manage it. So you're sort of stuck. You're stuck here now. Yeah. Yeah, you're stuck here, which is, yeah. And and, and your friend is the same. You're, you're both the same as well, is it? Yeah, yeah, my friend, we are all in the same room. The same man, and there's and people that work with you are they from different countries? It's because you're saying there's many people from all over the world, but then they're going to disappear. They're going to go soon. Do you think they're going to leave Qatar after the World Cup? After finish working, some people they're talking. They say after the World Cup they will go back to home, but me I don't plan that. No? Yeah, me my suggestion after the World Cup I will stay if it is good. I will manage it. If it's not good, I will try and go back to my country. Okay, I'm going to ask a question because obviously you're working on the construction just to, to make some money from day to day. But realistically, what would you really like to do if somebody said to you, I want you to work for me and you've had an opportunity? What, what would that be? Uh, if I have more, more better than that construction work, I'll go for that work. Which would, what would you like to do? If somebody says to you, you could, do, you could do anything here and have another opportunity. For me, yeah. in my plan for this country, yeah. if I have security job, they pay well. Uh, so you want to pay security job? Yeah, okay. if I have it. And I have uh, a restaurant job, I will go. So, you, so, if, so this is the opportunity that you want to, that, that you want to move into. And, you, and I've seen other people in security jobs that have come over here so you think that may be something that you can that, they, that you can do is it, or is it hard? No it's not hard No? It's not hard I mean hard to get into to get a to get a security job I don't know I don't know I tried I tried long at this but yeah. I don't have the job Okay so listen what I say to you is you're sticking with it and you are hoping that the things will come so I'll say good luck good luck to you and hopefully, like you said, to you, your opportunities will come. You know what I'm saying? And, I'm, and I hope so. And I hope you can get some more jobs soon. Um, back to the football. Who do you think will win the World Cup? For me, I support Senegal, who will take the World Cup. <laughs> and you, Senegal boy, you think it's Senegal? Senegal, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Only one team is Senegal. And who, who will they play in the final? Senegal and Argentina <laughs> in the oh. final. Argentina very lucky. Yeah, they, yes. they, were, they were always on the way out. Yeah. Argentina next game they will win. Inshallah, I will tell you. That's right. I tell that. That's you know? right. Okay. Inshallah, Argentina Senegal final. All right. Okay. Listen. Good luck to you. Look to you. and good talking to you as well. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so good luck to you, my man. So there we are. Evening done. We're back at the apartment. I said apartment. If you remember earlier on, I was at the shipping containers. We were staying in the shipping containers for a few days. Uh, that was. Uh, 
uh, that was uh, <laughs> that was something to write home about. That's all I can say. And like I said to you, we went up to the tents as well today, which were the, the, the cheaper version of the shipping containers as well, pretty much the same price. And that was, oh, my God, you don't want to be staying there. That's all I want to let you know. But we are now back at the apartment. We've walked in and the apartment's been cleaned as well. We had some of these come in. We've been there for a few days, so it's been cleaned and it's nice and the air conditioning is on and we've got the TV on and we're watching the football roundup as well. So it's like, you know, it's like any other sort of kind of holiday if you go to Europe or something like that. It's a really good vibe. Um, so like I said to you, we, we, we're giving you all sides of what's happening here in Qatar. I'm with the, the characters as well. We've just seen um, the one all draw between Germany and Spain, which has given Germans a new lease of life. They were on their way out. And like I said to you, we were talking to the Japanese where we talked to them when they were one nil up. Um, even though I didn't know it was one up at the time. Well, I did know, actually, but I was all over the place. And, uh, and they were really happy and then talked, tried to talk to them at the end of the game and they, was just, they were just like absolutely gutted. So we, we left them. They're off to Egypt now, but you know, I'm not sure if they're going to come back from Egypt after that because they were so down in the dumpers because they thought they were right in there with that one. But that game was, uh, again, it was a bit of a marathon. You know, we talked about how <laughs> this uh, World Cup is... Uh, it's, it's quite good in a way because, I mean, we went down to the beach at what, one o'clock just after one and we stayed there till midnight. So we were stuck in that fan park for, uh, for nearly 11 hours. Uh, it was a bit of a marathon, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, but it got better in the evening, didn't it? It feels like one of those places you get there a little bit too early, it feels very dead, but by the evening, it lights go down. It's like a party, like you know, when you're the first person to turn up a party and you're sort of in the kitchen there, like on your own, speaking to, to the person who's running the party who's very nervous that no one else is going to turn up, like, you know, for about four hours, and then as soon as the other people turn up, he sort of abandons you to go and talk to his real mates, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and they all turned up in numbers towards the end, and the Germany-Spain game certainly felt like it was pretty much at the capacity that, that they were expecting for it, really. It's not the sort of event where they're trying to get thousands of people all standing together. It's very much they want people sitting, they want people on the the mattresses and things they've put out for people and the seating areas they've put out for people. And it was nice down there, wasn't it, in the end? Yeah. The, the last last game worked really well yeah it's good and like I said to you I spoke to a few people a few football fans down there as well also we spoke to the two lads who come over from Africa as well you know and I know that you were talking off off uh, microphone to them as well uh, two nice lads they're only young as well weren't they they're about they looked about 16 or 17 or maybe 18 at the most didn't they yeah yeah it was a bit of an eye opener wasn't it? it sort of just got talking to them in the street after the game and obviously they're sort of they, one guy was from Gambia wasn't he the other from Senegal and clearly not here just for the World Cup they were here because of the World Cup and they would come over to get some work hadn't they and it was a bit eye-opening the kind of hours they're doing and the kind of money they're earning but yeah seemed like nice lads and you kind of hope that things are okay for them after the World Cup once once everybody packs up and goes home you kind of wonder what happens to them don't you really Tomorrow we, we, we had a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. We thought we were going to get our first non-England game tickets. We got some tickets for Cameroon <coughs> versus Serbia tomorrow. And they were there and all of a sudden they were plucked from our very, very, uh, underneath our, our legs, whatever it may be. The, part of the, rubber, the carpet was pulled from under our legs at the very last minute on those. We had four tickets for that and they've been pulled. So it uh, looks like we're going to be going back to the, the Brazilian fiesta, which is actually not, not a bad thing, actually. We'll be there from midday tomorrow, the Brazilian party, which was excellent last time. So very much looking forward to that 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to it because I heard all about it last time we were on the way over, so we missed it all. But yeah, looking forward to seeing what the Brazil fans bring to the party because they're always the best. Well, they're always one of the best, aren't they? They're always good at, at putting on a good time and they know how to enjoy themselves. They know how to enjoy themselves. There's plenty of other fans that also know how to enjoy themselves. I'm saying, uh, let's not go into the stereotypical Brazilian thing, please. Not, no, that's not, not, a, not a, they're okay. They're okay. It's cool, actually. No, no, I've got some good Brazilian mates, as you know. Fernando. But anyway, listen, this is beside pride of west london podcast don't forget to subscribe to us on all good podcast channels and don't forget to write a review if you like this podcast especially if you like the the, the brazil and the, the the besotted in qatar version of besotted as well please like us a lovely review and just tell people oh look they do other things and talk about brentford and also don't forget to buy us a beer besotted.com forward slash beer and don't forget to subscribe to besotted global besotted.com forward slash global which is our little social media network which we just have a little chat about various little things but like i said to you we're in Qatar. We're going to be out early tomorrow. We're going to drop another podcast maybe in a day or two. We'll def- definitely try and drop one before the Wales game, which is the biggie. The biggie, which is going to be in a couple of days' time. We've got a few the, few characters coming over as well. And we, uh, we, might even, we might even pop it to somewhere for a bit of a party as well, like you know what I'm saying. And we'll tell you all about that later on. But listen, thanks everybody for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. Also go to Besotted and follow us on Besotted as well. Billy the B99. Follow us on Instagram and also on Twitter as well. But we will catch up with you in a few days. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.